0: Hello everyone, I'm Virginia Pradhan, the host of Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, which is every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock, center time on Spotify, Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and now on Edify Podcast Network, the best Christian platform. We are welcoming all of you here. For those of you that might be new to our podcast I uh, we base many times uh, our sharing and our encouraging to be a courageous leader on my own experience many of you read my memoir Saving My Assassin you can buy the book on uh, my, my website virginiaprodanbooks.com/products/book and we encourage you that God put in you skills and talents and he will develop in you your, the courageous leader that he wants you to be in this uh, world and in your area. But we also love to invite people that are courageous in their own area or in their own country so we can learn from them how God brought them to the cross and develop in them the courageous leaders that are right now. And one of our uh, guests is today from India, from far away India to Dallas, Texas. His name is Joshua Emmanuel. And he's a pastor in India. So, um, Joshua, thank you so much for coming here. We are welcoming you here. And we want you to introduce to our audience and our viewers.
1: It's been very pleasure, Virginia, for inviting me to your podcast. It's really awesome to come and listen and share God's uh, uh, you know, testimony of each and every one of our lives and how we are going through and how we keep our faith in the lord when we are in other country where it's not so easy to share the gospel and to reach out and uh, i'm so honored uh, to be here with you and uh, uh, as i introduce myself joshua ml my former name was nisar ahmed i come from a muslim background and the lord has did a tremendous thing in my life and uh, i'm so excited today i know that god is going to touch everyone today
0: that is so wonderful. I love to to hear your story, and I know our audience will love to hear your story because um, coming from a different background, the Muslim background, like you said, um, it's uh, one once again approved that uh, God, Jesus Christ, it's God of all nations. He loves and He died for each one of them. Uh, Before you start uh, um, uh, speaking and telling us your testimony, you are here in Dallas, Texas for a special event. Can you share with us?
1: Um, Can you repeat? I just lost you for a minute.
0: Uh, I said you came here for a special event in Dallas, Texas. Can you share with us what was that event?
1: Yes, in 2019, I had come here in Dallas for Watermark Community Church. They have a CLC conference. And that time I was really excited and I learned a lot of things about like how to reach out to your community and the way Watermark Community is uh, really doing a work and changing many lives. So this year I was back again because after three years of a big sabbatical, you know, everyone had to go for a sabbatical because of the COVID. But I'm excited back again to be in Dallas and I was so thrilled and enjoyed my time here three days. It was a wonderful conference and, and I I was introduced to PORCH, how to reach out the young adult and I was so blessed because I work among youths. I am serving the Lord with the, the orphan children in India. So, so I was blessed in this three days conference and, and I'm excited I'm here this weekend and I'll be flying back on Monday to New York.
0: That is wonderful. And I am so um, glad that uh, my church, Watermark, offers people, uh, pastors and people working in different areas all over the world, an opportunity to come here and share with, we share as a church, uh, what we learn from the Lord and how to equip others. So we are glad you are participated you, uh, am I audible not to you? only in 2019, but this year, and we hope that you will return next year. Tell us how, from a Muslim background, God brought you to the cross.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I Virginia. Yeah. Am I still alive?
0: Yes, yes you are live.
1: Yes, share, share, your, share your story. Yes. Uh, so uh, I, I, I was born in a uh, small village in, in, uh, which is near to Mumbai city and uh, being coming from a Muslim background you might know that that uh, being a Muslim from childhood we have been taught very well Quran and at the age of uh, nine my father died of an accident after his accident um, we had gone through a lot of poverty in our our life so that time we were being put with uh, my family and there we were not treated very well and I was very uh, I became very rebellious in my family I I was going away from everything and I started feeling because I lost my father I started feeling that there is no God like he doesn't love me uh, and because of all the tensions and pressures in my family, I uh, started being, uh, you know, like uh, uh, started searching something which I really thought like maybe I will find my love in in some other thing, you know. And uh, I ended up in, you know, uh, with, uh, with the wrong type of people where uh, I was being sexually abused in my childhood very badly. And because of that, because of that my nature towards God became like uh and towards world became very very obnoxious and I and I started going to different places to seek like is there any God really who can you know do a change in my life I was trying to find a love of a father but you know from my own own uh, family you know uh, my own uh, family I was being treated like very badly and uh, and I felt like maybe there is no god in this world and i i tried my level best to see like uh, where is god in this like you know in my life uh, why we have been treated like this in our own family they don't treat us very well because being an orphan in this community is something like uh, nobody wants to play with you nobody wants to be with you you know they are treated like down things like that so i uh, uh, i sort of became such rebellious that I always try to make fight with other children and try to be like, you know, like, uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm not been accepted in the family. So I'm trying, I'm trying myself to force upon people that you accept me, but I was never been accepted. And I became more and more, you know, went into darkness in my life. There was no peace. There was no peace. Always there was like fighting. I was always trying to prove myself that I'm good and because of that my studies also went back and I started running away from my family like I I two times I ran away from my house uh, like you know thinking that maybe there is no God let me go out and live my own life my way but I praise God that somehow God gave me wisdom to come back to my house and during that time uh a new church had come into our town and uh, our pastor w- was coming from a catholic background and he he was um, like his life was dramatically changed he was a he was a ninja fighting uh, rowdy he had uh, you know uh, had uh, been in fight with so many people so his testimony was so powerful and he started evangelizing in our area and he had been gifted with the holy spirit you know Uh, to pray for people heal the people so that he used to always announce on on a on a rickshaw it's a three-wheeler rickshaw you know they put a sound box and they say uh, they used to always say jesus heals the blind jesus heals the lame so we used to be around that town and people used to always say how can somebody can heal you from blind and we as a friend were always teasing them how can jesus can heal you by from the blind so many of my friends they started going to that uh, you know that uh, that uh, crusade that that healing services and few of my friends, they came to know about jesus and their life was transformed and they started insisting me, "Why don't you come?" I said, "I have no interest in God. What God has did in our life? He doesn't do any good in our life. There is no God." You know, I thought like, and I started saying, "Maybe science is right. Like we have come from, you know, monkey, or maybe we have come from evolution." But God has nothing a part in my life. I was uh, uh, avoiding them. I was always being away from them. So one, uh, you know, the best part of it is like they used to always pray for me. You know, prayer can really change somebody's life. And they used to always pray for me. They used to always be lovable to me. So in that time of recess, when uh, when the school in the middle time where we eat our tiffins, they used to always sit down, eat and pray with each other. So I used to always say earlier used to play why you pray nowadays. They said God has changed our life. Why don't you come? I thought like, are you all got mad? We are all kids. Why don't you enjoy your life? You know, spending so much time in prayer, what good you will do? But they used to always, you know, ignore me and say, no, but you come to church. They always force me to come to church, ch- come to church. So one day I thought like, okay, fine. Uh, if you promise me that next time, I'll once I will come to the church, but if you promise me, if I come to the church and nothing happens to me, you're not going to tell me come to church, come to church. And you will promise me to play with me instead of praying in that time. So they took up a challenge. They said, okay, come and they they knew they were they fasted for me and they knew that god will touch my life and that was a time i took a chance and i went to this church it was a it was a worship was going on they were singing and praising god and that time like that is the first time that i saw some church was like you know dancing and singing so much full of joy because whenever i went to a church like i saw a church a catholic church like you sing song number 5 and you just stand up and sit down so I didn't saw a church who was really alive. So I went there when I saw this, uh, I said, like, are they mad? Like, why they are singing and dancing so much like, like a Bollywood dance? They are just singing. They're shouting so much. I said, maybe they are all mad. And then afterward, after the worship pastor came and he started preaching about Jesus, how he came and died for our sin, how he came and how he lived. How he you know healed the sick and the blind, so I was telling, I was thinking, okay, maybe he has come in this world two thousand years back, and he might have did all this thing for his people, and and uh, maybe during his that time, like his people might have got saved. But what he has to do to my generation here? I am here in two thousand years later. How can he change my life now? Right? he he would have did it that time for his disciple. That how, uh, how that Jesus. Can work still in my life. And I was just saying okay fine. Maybe because in the Quran it is written that Jesus has never died for me. You know I was been taught from my childhood. And uh, I was taught that he is just a prophet. But he was telling that they were telling no Jesus died for you sin. That's why he came and he cleared your sin. And I said okay anyhow after that, after that preaching he started praying for people. And uh, he suddenly started calling out names. There is one lady here and she has this problem. And suddenly that lady stood up. And uh, when he was praying from the stage, she fell down. And when she got up, she was completely healed. So I thought, how come, how in the world it's possible for that lady to just, you know, get healed or something? like? I thought, like, maybe this is all just set up to fool us, <laughs> to fool us or to, to uh, what do you call, to just, uh, you know, allure uh, us so that we can, we can know about Jesus. And there was a man who was like lying down. He was a paralyzed patient. And he, the pastor came down and he prayed for that person and that person immediately he stood up and he started walking and after five minutes he was running the whole round and I said how come it is not possible I thought maybe he's doing a drama I will go to his house I will investigate and I'll make sure that they are all a liar but I was not ready to believe that God was moving in that place many people were changed but I was there sitting thinking no I was taking up challenge no Nothing happens here. This is all they are just trying to make you Christian. They're trying to fool you. So in the end, pastor said, who has come first time, raise your hand. So innocently, I just raised my hand. And he said, why don't you come ahead and pray? So I said, like, I put my hand down. I didn't want it to go ahead. My heart was not that to go ahead. But then my friend said, go, go, go. Once you go, the God will touch you. I said, I don't want to go, but they said, "No, you go. Please go." So I saw like everybody seeing me. So I said, "Okay, fine. I get this much. Let me go ahead and just get a prayer." So I went ahead, and pastor was asking them to pray an altar prayer. You know, come into my heart, Jesus, come into my heart. And I was repeating that prayer. As soon as I finished the prayer, I opened my eyes and I felt that somebody touched me, and I tried to look who touched me, and everybody was along with me. They were crying. They were repenting of their sins. Holy Spirit was touching. That very moment, I felt a peace in my life, which I never felt. The joy that I had in my heart, it was tremendous joy. My whole body became very light. And I that very day, I felt that all those uh, anger and anguishness, which I had towards my life, towards my family, towards my so many people, it just vanished away. And it felt that I am so light. And that day I said, Maybe he is God. Maybe, uh, maybe I need to talk to him. So that very moment I said, Jesus, if you are the true and living God, please touch my life. Please change me. And if you, if this week, um, if this week, if you will touch me, I was having bronchitis. And in the evening, I used to get fever. I said, Jesus, if you can heal me, the next Sunday, I will be in the church. Within three days, I was completely healed. And I was back again into the church. My journey to know Jesus started. That was my first journey and first encounter of Jesus in my life. That was so amazing. That really brought joy into my life.
0: I am so glad uh, the way you explain it, That how real uh, your encounter with Christ was and also how faithful you have been. You Many people make an oath, Lord, if you touch me, if you heal me, if you do this, I will do this. But sometimes they forget. But you never forgot that and you are now a pastor. But not only that, but God transformed the pain in your life into your mission. Now you have a mission to take care of orphans. uh, Now you are not an orphan anymore and others Mm -hmm. are not because of your mission that uh, God is giving you. He always does that. He takes our mess and uh, transforms it into a mission. So how many many, uh, children are in your orphanage?
1: Right now we have thirty-five kids in our orphanage, and it's really like you know, I because uh, I come from a um, uh, you know, um, what do you call, uh, being an orphan myself. I experienced that orphanness. I ex- experienced that abandonment, and it was in my heart. You know, I never experienced the love of the father, but when I got encounter of Jesus, when the Holy Spirit came in my life, I saw a vision and a hand showing me that I am your father. That love that Jesus gave in my life that transformed me and when in my ministry when I went to a Bible college and from there I came back and I wanted to get married and you know because I come from a Muslim background and that that nobody was behind me I had to leave my house you know I was being persecuted for my faith very badly and like even I was being about to be killed by my own family member for the for the sake of faith but God is so amazing that he uh, I had to take a decision to leave my family, come out of my family of my town. And I started my ministry in a different town. But then finally, God brought me back the same town. God spoke to me that go back to the same place. I said, Lord, that's a place which is already in red flag. You know, they don't want me to be there. And uh, they forced me to change my name from Nisar Ahmed to Joshua Emanuel. And, um, uh, you know, this uh, in 2000, I met my wife. She is an, she, her name is Ranjana and she is from a Pandita Ramabai Mukti mission. It's almost 150 year old orphanage, which was been started by missionaries. And uh, she was being put in this orphanage at the age of three, her mother got died because of suicide, her father left her, never came back. So when we both got married, we had in our hearts that we will start an orphanage. And in 2007, we started this orphanage with six kids from the street slums and the red light area. And really, God has been so faithful. We have till now raised more than 130 kids from the streets you know, gave them life. They are studying. Some of them are in automobile engineering. One of our girls, she is studying nursing final year. And few of our kids, they are doing their universities as well as they are working. We are helping them to, you know, achieve the life that God has planned for them. That's been such a blessing that being an orphan, you help other orphans. It's such a blessing that God make you to do that. God, transform your life so that he can transform others.
0: That is so true. Like I said, God used our messes, our pains. He never wasted our pains, and he uses for our mission. Pastor Joshua Emmanuel, thank you so very much for coming to our podcast. We're going to put the link of your um, your church and your uh, orphanage um, that, that people can donate and can keep in touch. We just want to thank you so much for coming to our podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for calling me. I'm so blessed. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am.
0: Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening or viewing our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan, every Wednesday at Saturday at 10 o'clock Central Time. You can watch it on or listening on uh, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and now on Edify Podcast Network, The Best. Christian platform. Please feel free to send us your questions, tell us how uh Emmanuel uh, Joshua Emmanuel's message touch you, the question that you might have or uh, or uh, concerns, people that you would love to uh invite to our podcast and we will be in touch with you. Until next time, God bless you and keep in touch.